Welcome to Let the Music Be Your Master. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Arnold. And in in the garage with me, we've got... Jason Johnson. And Jordan Harmon. And a special guest this week, Steve... Steve. Sorry. Steve. Steve, introduce yourself. (laughs) Hi, I'm Steve Ricks. Professor Steve Ricks. Uh, Dr. Steve Ricks, I'd okay. appreciate Okay, if, yeah. If we could, we <laughs> could go with that. Correct we terms. we doctor in the house. <laughs> PhD in He's got his white lab music-related something. Stethoscope. Uh, yes. He's a different kind he's of doctor. A, he's just working on Jordan's back a minute ago. That's yeah. right. <laughs> he's got back. He's got trombone. Oh, Look what came in after the, the intro. What was next in my iTunes queue? I don't know why, but... Nice. Oh, come on. Oh, man. Cortez the Killer. Yeah. Well, YouTube knows you better than you know yourself. It's not YouTube. It's iTunes. Okay, iTunes knows you. The internet knows you. I think the universe has spoken. Yeah. So this is now going to be a Neil Young episode instead of an 80s deep cut episode. It's not. Uh, but we, we did bring Dr. Ricks in here to help us with, with the 80s. With re- not recapping the 80s, but visiting some, some undiscovered deep tracks. That's what we're doing today. And nice. followed up by our second round of Name That Tune. Ugh. Who won it last time? <laughs> I did. Barely. Did I? I was yeah. it? Or was it, it you? Was, I was there, but then remember, it was, we both were getting... It was, got, a, it was, a, battle, it was a battle That's of attrition. Right. I did not break my headphones. Yeah, I don't know that anybody won so much you won. as... You won. I remember. I, I think this... I think... I think the system won. Okay. Yeah. But first, Steve, tell us what you do. Well, Brandon, thanks for asking. How much time do we have? No, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I teach music composition at BYU, just down the road, and I'm a music lover. Mm-hmm. And I'm also older than all three of you fools, I think. I'm 50 you, years old. You were in high school in the I 80s. I graduated 87. Mm-hmm. So the 80s are, are big for yeah, me. You lived it. I lived it. I lived it. The 80s to I, you is what the 90s is to us. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Because you're, you're yeah. about 10 years older than us. So Wow. I, I was paying attention in the 80s, but mostly to Casey Kasem and the Top 40 on my uh, <laughs> clock radio. Yes. And so probably that, mostly mid to late. 80s, probably. Yeah, it was probably like 80... It might have been 85 when I got mm-hmm. that thing. Yeah. And w- and I'd put my microphone up to it. I had a reel-to-reel recorder my grandpa gave me. Put the microphone up against the speaker of this clock radio. Listen to Casey Kasem. Record and Tears please, for Fears. And- please let You're My Inspiration by Chicago come on so I can record <laughs> yeah. it, finally. Yeah, no, my, hey, my cl- clock radio looms large, so I'm in the same boat. And I didn't, I didn't have the luxury of that kind of nice equipment that you had, so I just had one of those old, you know, rectangular cassette recorders. The real, realistic, yeah, yeah those yeah. were cool too. Where that I would try to get near the clock radio speaker. Sometimes I'd like put a blanket over it. I thought, well, maybe this uh-huh. will improve the sound or something, and uh, uh-huh. record stuff. Wait, you weren't buying stuff by then? You didn't have a job? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> So no. you weren't here for the last episode, but can we just get your, let's say, favorite album of the eighties? Oh gosh, you know there was stuff that each one of you said that resonated with me, and I, you, you guys hit a lot of the great hits. Um, I mean, to, to give a shout out to Jason, I have to say, you know, Talking Heads is just one of my favorites, and Remain in Light definitely my favorite Talking Heads album. So mm-hmm. th- that's a big one. Hard to narrow it down to one, but I mean that would that would be. You up also there. chastised the two of us for not 
not doing our due diligence with Elvis Costello and listening to right. his complete discography. I did chastise you, and I think we need to get that started Which if we're going to get done in time. Take a sabbatical right? to yeah. be able to do that. <laughs> you got what thirty albums? Yeah, no, I love Elvis, and and I think the cuts go deep. So uh, uh, what what maybe doesn't come through in the podcast, I think, is the pain that we feel. (laughs) So the exercise of trimming it down to 10, it it really is a painful process. It's not fun. And we, I think having, we all fully acknowledge oh, the that the last it, two it, weeks have been tough. There's no way that it can be a, a yeah. conclusive list, and there's stuff that I oh, think yeah. we feel awful about leaving off. And so we, I think we rely on one another every now and again. Like I know Jordan is probably going to bring that shot a track <laughs> that I had to cut, um, and and it, it works out. It works its way out. But yeah, it is. It's a super painful process, mm-hmm. um, and we definitely leave. I mean, this the exercise of of having to limit it to ten it's does hard. that. Yeah. It's rough. All right, let's uh, let's get into it. Some deep cuts, Steve. You want to start us out? What's a what's a deep cut from the '80s that you think people should know about? Well, dancing in the '80s loomed large for me. Both the uh, LDS Saturday Night Dance circuit mm-hmm. <laughs> in Mesa, Arizona, in Mesa, Arizona, but also like dance clubs. Like that was kind of a thing dance clubs where there wasn't alcohol served. Smoking was allowed. Lots of clove cigarettes and other things happening. Uh, and just music and dancing. And so there's a lot of dance music that that I remember and that I love. But one of my top tracks is World Destruction by Time Zone. I don't know if you, do you guys know this track. After, no. it's a, so Time Zone is a is sort of was sort of an ongoing project of Africa Bombata, you know, early mm-hmm. hip hop dude. He's the one that you were because I was like, I wonder uh, who this is. I can only think of filmmakers who are. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, d- you know, digging deep in research this morning, I sort of uncovered he's he's got some accusations against him that are kind of unsavory. Unfortunately, they kind of started to surface in the. A, a while ago, but anyway, he, he's, he was a pioneer in hip hop, culture, music, DJ, breakbeat, blah blah blah, etc. But um, this is a track that he collaborated with Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols, and I love the opening beat. It just sort of calls you to the dance floor, makes you want to get grooving. I love the combination of uh, Africa's voice and delivery with with Johnny Rotten's and and there you have it that's one of my deep cuts okay so on my list here i've got world destruction original 12 inch mix yeah time zone yeah yeah 12 inch from and then the that's, album change the beat sure let's try like. let's i think that's it i mean it's it's representative of the whole 12 inch culture too in, right in 12 inch singles can't tell the way we do this podcast is not we plan our own lists in advance, but we don't share them with each other. And so once someone mentions it to me, I hurry and put it into uh, Google Music and, and hope that song comes up. So if it's the wrong one, we'll just trim that out and find the other. Okay. Your life ain't nothing. A human race is becoming a disgrace. Countries are fighting and can't make a 
pick, Rick. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, well, that's I don't know. It's a leadoff double or triple at least. Or yeah. Shot. I mean, it's... it's what, what year was this? It's 84. It's the same time as, you know, Run DMC. And it, it predates Walk This Way, you know, Aerosmith Run DMC. But it's, it's after some other Run DMC stuff that uses more... Rock guitar, so yeah, I had a very Run DMC feel. Mm-hmm. The the drum track and the guitar, the guitar piece was mm-hmm. very very Run DMC esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't know, man. Nice. It's it makes you want to move. So you got mm-hmm. down to that song at the at the Mesa Teenage Dance Club. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Sar- you're getting down to it a little bit right here. Yeah, man. Sergeant Peppers Special on treat. University Ave, oh. in between uh, Mesa and Tempe. Wow, what a That's shout out! Uh huh. Yeah. Mm. R.I.P. Sergeant Powers. <laughs> I don't think it's there anymore. Were there dance clubs? I mean, I know there were here. Yeah, the Star Palace. The, the Star yeah. Palace? Is that what it was? The yeah. Ivy Tower? I, yeah, I thought this, it was just called the Palace. I think it was the originally palace. called the Star Palace. But yeah. dancing wasn't cool in the 90s. Like People still went and yeah. did it, but it wasn't like mainstream cool. It, it was a little bit. You had the Omni. Retro. It was kind of but retro. It, was, it, was, it, it wasn't like the everyone was going. It was People were going and doing mosh clubs, or people were skanking like ska stuff, but it was like, I don't know. It was for, like, for me, everyone it was, was more about the, the local band trying shows to not rather look, than look like you cared. Yeah. And it was thrash metal. Yeah, Dan, dance had moved on. But but the Palace was still doing 80s music. They'd had yeah, 80s yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Uh, Jordan, I'll what do go you got? Next. Okay. So I'm going to go with, for my deep cut, it's it's right on the cusp. It's, it's 1980. Um, but one of my favorite funk musician, funk figures, Bootsy Collins, has uh, a song. It was hard for me to find outside of, like, what year it was. It's on a Greatest Hits compilation that I had in high school. Actually, that I gave to a friend, Adam Marais. Uh, shout out to Adam. But uh, Bootsy was a bass player for James Brown, and then he moved on and, and with uh, joined up with George Clinton in Parliament Funkadelic. And then he went and did his solo stuff. But in uh, 1980, he had a song called Scenery that was, I think, the B-side to uh, Mug Push. But it came out in 1980. But if you look at it within, in your... It should be on there because it's been on Greatest Hits. But it's it's a song that's kind of... A lot of people that know Bootsy hasn't What's it called? Song. It's called Scenery. Scenery, and I don't know what genre to put it in. Do you know what album it's on? It's on his great. It's on a greatest hits. It Looks like they're up? all greatest hits. It's on the one. I don't like think a, Bootsy ever made anything that wasn't a greatest hit. So if you did, you look at Bootsy Collins' scenery. I'll just do that. And it'll come up because okay. I, I put it on a playlist recently. Anyway, it's weird. It's not quite funk. It's it's just a weird uh, song um, that I love. And yeah. Got it. Here we go. Scenery by Bootsy Collins. This is so Jordan. This is 100% Jordan. Of course it is. I mean, I guess it's a funk slow jam, right? Yeah. It's yeah. a funk slow jam. Yeah. Can you 
Is he singing the main vocals? Or? He's singing the main okay. vocals, and there's a bunch of... Yeah. And he's got his, like, slippery, like, bass thing Yeah, that's on. a... It's a such a bootsy sound. Yeah. <laughs> little Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little more subtle. He's a little more subtle than Teddy. <laughs> but I remember... Listening to this whole Bootsy uh, Greatest Hits with Adam and Carl Jarvis. I know Carl's a listener. And when we came to Scenery, we were just dying laughing, but loving it, too. Just, oh, this song. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Keeps Bootsy going. Collins, it Scenery, keeps going. 1980. Mm-hmm. It's a deep cut. Well done. <clears throat> Senor Jason Johnson. <laughs> Another uh Oh and the mandolin what is that? Was mandolin or something at the beginning? Like Man, I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Okay, Jason. Good man good mandolin impression. I feel a little bit guilty. I'm going a totally different direction. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us down a little bit darken it up that's what do i it, do, do um so deep track is a weird thing my tendency is always to try to go the most obscure that i can like to pretentiously prove how how sick my knowledge is um <laughs> and you can but do that's it. not that's always the best because it doesn't that. necessarily produce anything that's like really consumable uh so i'm not gonna go as deep on this one this isn't somebody you would consider like a deep track artist but i think this song is a deep track and i think i i I learned some stuff about it when i decided to pick it that i didn't realize where it has particular significance to the the sound of the the decade so i'm going to give you three or two ingredients see if you can guess what it is i'm going to give you a glass cutter a xylophone solo and a drum track that doesn't play a cymbal throughout the entire song. Something by Danny Elfman. No. Hmm. Brian Eno. Gone, Daddy Gone. No. Okay. It's uh, it's by Peter Gabriel. Oh, okay. It's called oh, yeah. it's called Intruder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a super dark song, basically about somebody that breaks into people's houses, and it's through that that person's perspective. I came by this song kind of in a weird way. It's on the it's the album. His first three albums are self titled, but they have like Peter a, Gabriel three. Yeah, it's people call it melt because the picture has a picture of his face melting on the front of it. Um, the way I came across this song, uh, it, once upon a time, I was a bass player, and every kid that played the bass in the 90s looked up to Les Claypool of Primus. And Primus would put out these compilation albums that were just covers. And the first one they put out was an album called Miscellaneous Debris. Is this on there? And Intruder is on Miscellaneous well, Debris. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. And, and so that I one. found it because it was this... I remember Tippy Toes. Yeah, Tippy Toes by The Meters. You had Making Plans for Nigel by Ecstasy. Yeah. I think there was a Residence song on there. And then there was this. It was like a four-song album. Have a Cigar. Uh, that's right, Pink Floyd have a cigar, and then there was this, and it tipped me off, uh, kind of put me onto this song, and I dug into it, 
And his first few albums are really good, really mysterious. This song is dark. It's almost like a horror movie type song. So the what I found out when I dug into it, this was the first song that the gated drum was recorded on. Phil Collins mm-hmm. does the drums on this. Mm-hmm. This was the first recording of a gated drum that this kind was of that accidental. Yes, this mm-hmm. and this changed the whole decade. This became the drum sound. So they don't play. See, Collins does not hit a cymbal in this song it's all drums it's such a weird song it's dark it's a little bit scary makes you feel a little bit dirty and gross and it's just freaking Hmm. cool (laughs) here we go i'm feeling a little dirty right now just wait there's your glass cutter intro like this is it really worth preserving do you skip this this intro? isn't this isn't <laughs> preservation this is it. deep tracks man i, I didn't launch yeah, this okay, one into yeah, space okay. <laughs> i like that beat that's cool simple I never would have guessed this is Peter Gabriel. It's crazy, huh? uh, This is not the guy that wants to be my sledgehammer. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, if you read the lyrics, listen to the lyrics. It's it's nuts. (laughs) So, yeah, I love these early dark albums. The, the, um, The glass cutter... Um, he, so Peter Gabriel was a, a an innovator and one of the first ones, maybe the first artist in England to use the Fairlight. Right, this was an early prototype sampler, but I don't think he got that until the fourth album, which sometimes called Security. And there's this, I don't know if you've seen it, Jason, or if you guys have seen. There's a really cool TV special the BBC did called the South Bank Show. That there's a whole show devoted to him. Before uh, the making of that fourth album, is that the one that has the family in the fishing net on it? Yes, it's a cool yeah, album. Yeah, Sh- really Shock cool the album. Monkey was yeah. the big like radio hit, yeah. but it's 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 a cool album and it has the same kind of sound. But mm-hmm. but actually in that show, it shows him like going to a junkyard and recording, <laughs> you know, the, hitting a metal pipe or breaking yeah. glass or whatever. But then they bring that back to his home studio where he's got this Fairlight and loads in the sounds. That's crazy, and it just shows him making all the you know these background. He was an innovator, but, but he was I think dark, this, man. this was before mm-hmm. the Fairlight and everything. So anyway, yeah, this is why we get. Steve Ricks in here. Yeah. Uh, Dropping knowledge. Expertise. Uh, I've never heard that song, and it was creepy, as you said. And I never want to again. No, you got to listen to it. And then listen to the Primus version. The Primus version is cool, too. Yeah, Tony Levin, bass player, though. That's probably why why Les Claypool covered it or whatever. He's amazing. He plays on on those uh, Peter Gabriel albums. 
Okay, I'll check it out. All right, Brandon, what you got? Um, so you've uh, you've probably gathered that uh, I'm a big Depeche Mode fan. Um, junior high, that was that was my jam. I I was all about Depeche Mode. Violator came out while I was in in junior high. Music for the Masses was the first CD that I bought. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, that was, that was the first cassette tape I bought, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think it was probably was nineteen ninety. Violator came out in ninety one. Anyway, I bought masses before anyway. They they were my life. Junior high and probably into freshman year of, of high school and then the grunge thing happened and Depeche wasn't cool anymore. Um and they did not make it into my, my top ten last week, but I still have fond feelings for them. Uh at this point it's more of a nostalgia thing, but uh, I have most of the lyrics of all their songs memorized. At least anything from People Are People to Violator. All those songs are embedded in my brain. Is construction time again in that window? Nope. <laughs> Damn. There. Well, the song. Any Anything that was on one of a those broken greatest frame. hits. That's what, a broken yeah. frame. That's <laughs> right. A broken frame. Anything that was on one of the greatest hits. I can't wait to yes. quiz you on this off air. Yeah. This is going to be my quest. So, for my deep track, I'm going with one that is actually more of a deep track for me, because... I knew the the hits from their first album, Speak and Spell, but I never owned that one. This came out, I think it was 1980. Let me let me get this pulled up here. Nope, 1981, Speak and Spell. This is their first album. This is back when Vince Clark was their main songwriter. Uh, Dave Gaughan was still the vocalist, but... Uh, I just caught a glance of the cover of that album, and it took me back to... Uh, like a very specific moment in my life, like sitting in Mike Benson's house listening to this album. Hmm. Wow. This is- so you know this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I never, you know, like I said, never owned it. The Orm Library didn't have it for some inexplicable reason. So I didn't uh, listen to any of these songs that weren't the, the hits. You know, just can't get enough. Everybody knows that one. Uh, New Life was also on some compilation, but the rest of them were new to me up until a couple of years ago when I got this uh, Google Music subscription. Uh, and now this this album's a pure joy to me. It is way sillier. Well, all their stuff is pretty silly. It's all pretty silly. But this is a, di- a very different vibe from the Depeche Mode that, that most of us know. After uh, Vince Clark left... Then Martin Gore takes over the songwriting duties, and everything turns into minor chord exclusively. Uh, but here it's very upbeat, very very poppy, and the stuff that they're doing on the keyboards is uh, it's great stuff. So this song is one of their deep tracks. It's called it's track number two. I sometimes wish I was dead. By Depeche Mode. It's dark. It's dark stuff. <laughs> Oh, nice. As a bass player, you could appreciate this one, Jason. Could I? You only need to learn three notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, this sounds like Yaz to me, and I didn't yeah. know until our last one. I didn't oh, know yeah. the guy was like from it. Yaz. I need to listen to more Depeche Mode, because I love Yaz. Uh-huh. So. 
this album, especially the other ones, aren't going to sound. If like you were to sweet. make like a Mount Rushmore of song titles that don't match this song, this has got to be like right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's yeah. my deep track. I sometimes wish I was dead by Depeche Mode. Happy the happy Depeche Mode. <laughs> I don't know that they ever say that in the song. I haven't paid attention to it enough. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, Rex. Number bittersweet. Two. Bittersweet. Pick. We're each we're each picking two. What's your next one? Well, my next pick. Uh, you know, I uh, I've done a little listening to your podcast. I've li- I've looked over the playlist, and I was interested to see there was no Pixies on your playlist. I know. Um, J- Jason seemed to head in that direction a little bit with the Husker. He played a Husker Du track. Husker Du took my Pixie spot. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I, 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 I borderline it. I regret it. it, but I don't fully regret it. I, it's no. a toss up. Yeah, I regret it. I was it, listening this morning to Gigantic, and I was like, it was all, it was my last cut from my top ten. Nice. But yeah. Anyway, well, this yeah. has a tie-in with Gigantic. So my uh, second pick is uh, River Euphrates. Second. Edit or version two or new version. Oh, that's a deep, deep cut. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. The, so Pixies, you know, late eighties. They record the this album. So this is off the album Surfer Rosa. Uh, producer on that album, Steve Albini, right? Famous producer who uh, eventually produces Nirvana, Nevermind, and I think they kind of credit the Pixies and maybe this album specifically with, you know... Nirvana in utero. Oh, in utero. Yeah, Butch yeah, Vig sorry, sorry, did sorry. Uh, uh, Nevermind, didn't he? But they liked those Pixies things and then requested he did right. in utero. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Thanks for fact-checking me. Fact-check uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll get an honorary. Who's the, do- who's the doctor now? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> The student has become the master. <laughs> I just got schooled. Arnold style. It's all right. It's um, all right. Okay. Uh, so the Pixies get signed by the British label 4AD, and they get they get um, they kind of jump on to I think a tour and some other stuff with throwing muses over in England. They're like, yeah, sure, we'll go to England. We'll do whatever. And 4AD wants to try to release a single from this album, even though they're kind of like, eh, I don't know if anything's going to hit as a single. So they they re-record Gigantic. And then the B-side is, actually, I think it's a 12-inch, and there's three tracks, but, but the first track is River Euphrates. So they re-record River Euphrates also. And, That's uh, the version two. Yes, and it's it's a little cleaner than the Steve Albini version. So the the new uh, producer, which I'm just looking at my phone here, Gil Norton. I don't really know him from anyone other than he was a 4AD producer. But uh, it, it cleans it up a little bit, especially at the end where where uh, Black Francis is kind of screaming. It's it's a little cleaner on the, the newer version, the second version, but it still kind of maintains it rawness. I just want to give you guys three things to think about with the Pixies. The Pixies. Uh, number one, one of the things I love about them is they they will they tend to have phrases, phrase lengths, bar lengths, whatever, that aren't always typically squared off, four, eight, etc. So the verse actually has two bars of four and then one bar of two, which kind of gives it this lopsided Uh-oh. feel. And, and then and then the chorus, ride a tire down the river Euphrates, ride a tire, blah, blah, blah. It, it's three, repeated three times. 
Wow. Instead of four times. Whoa. So, I don't know. That's one thing. <laughs> so, you that, expect it's going to go one more time, but then well, the verse comes e- in. E- yeah, you either expect it to go one more time, or it gives you one extra than you're thinking. And uh, But then the other two things I'll say is I, that I think ultimately is one of the things Nirvana picked up on is that, that shifting quickly back and forth between a more acoustic sound and then heavy distortion, right? Mm-hmm. And so you'll hear that. Which, in which this, is very Pixies-esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, yeah I, I think I, that was part of their brilliance. Absolutely. And then that same kind of dynamic, I think, is in is in uh, uh, Black Francis's voice, right? Like sometimes he's just, just being sing-songy or just regular delivery and then shifts to screaming, yelling kind of thing. And, and you really hear that in the second verse where each line he delivers the first line just kind of normal, then kind of shouts the next one, then the third line kind of normal, then the count off to the chorus is like really screaming. Okay, that's enough. Well, one quick thing. Was the first thing that you said, is that going to be on the test? Um, that, will, <laughs> that will be on the test. <laughs> Luckily, it's multiple, four, four, it's multiple two, choice. It's multiple choice. So three times on the I'll, I'll conduct in the, for you listeners, I'll be conducting in the studio <laughs> so that they can follow what I'm saying. There we go. Okay. Jordan, you better grab this. Roll it. This is awesome. <laughs> this this I, is never, just, the, uh, just the bridge I needed. I've never to heard this song. Pixies. Yeah, this is the second version of a B side yeah. that was, and this is yeah, as they, good of grunge as, and I like grunge, early grunge. This yeah, is amazing. I, and I love I love the guitar sounds on this mix a, a lot more than the original version. So I think it kind of this really trumps good. the. The, yeah. Any of the changes to the original. Great anyway. deep, great mm-hmm. deep cup. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Excellente. Did you write your master's thesis on that? Um, no. Hmm. Could have though. My 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 dissertation. Oh, okay. My doctoral <laughs> dissertation. I I have a doctorate in music, Brent. I don't know if you did. Oh, you knew that. I don't know if oh. I, I mentioned oh. that. Could, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, George, what do you got? Okay, Jordan's deciding right Next now. Next up, now I, I got I, well. No, I got it. I got it. I was looking at something. And I thought no, I that would have been last week because um, it's not really a deep cut, but it's one. I'm, I'm regretting not putting the chariots of fire instrumental theme <laughs> on my top ten last week. Vangelis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a top ten. It that's is. a top ten. I just, anyway. I just want to know: Does it reside in the same playlist that any of your Teddy Pendergrass? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Hey, sometimes it's a sprint, sometimes it's a marathon. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm sorry. You're trying to leave me up for some stuff. (laughs) 
th- that's not the first time this uh, has come up in conversation today with Brandon and uh, this topic. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so cut this out. One of my favorite albums of all time from the '80s, and there's a lot of nostalgia in this for me as, an, as a record that we had. Eddie Grant's Killer on the Rampage. Oh, yeah. A favorite album of mine. And I love so many of the songs on there. Some people might think of him as a one-hit wonder because he had Electric Avenue that would play all over the place. There was another hit he had that was, I think, number one in England, which was I Don't Want to Dance, which I love that song. Oh, yeah. The song I'm going to pick, though, is another, another one, which is a protest song. And he thought of himself as a protest artist. And it is War Party. I love this song. War Party, Me No Wanna Go. And Eddie Grant, frustratingly not available in iTunes for you uh, iTunes users. Uh Uh-oh. Because I tried to add, uh, I make my iTunes list, and I couldn't get I I was trying to add Electric Avenue to my my, um, kind of broad list that I picked down from, from my top ten, and... Yeah, I c- you can't get you it. You can't find him. Ouch. That's too bad. Yeah, this I believe this album was 1982, and War Party. Uh, you got it ready yeah, to go? Yeah, let's do it. You invite me to a war party. Me no wanna go. Everybody seems to be inviting me to a You killed off all the Indians and you killed off all the slaves, but not quite so you kill off the remains. You all look for me, I'm looking for you. I can't believe what they say about you is true. That you're a bad star just like Pharaoh. You killed the children just like Pharaoh. Now you send a ticket for me. It don't have RSVP. Oh Lord, it's a war party. Me no wanna go. Everybody seems to be inviting me to our cool. So I've said before, eighties. Yeah. I have an older sister who I think is your age. My oldest sibling. So my older sister, my older brother. They're more. They were. They were listening to music in the eighties. So a lot of my eighties taste came from. The stuff they were listening to or the stuff they liked. So there's this nostalgia element. But this this album and then The Clash, those were probably two of the main ones I was hearing when I was younger in the in the 80s. And then I yeah. found this record in a box at, at my parents' house in the in the 90s when I was a teenager. And I just wore out this record. Oh, nice. And, and Does this one have it. front line? Oh, mama, mama, no, you it got doesn't. me. It doesn't. It has like Too Young no. to Fall. Killer on the Rampage. Like Killer Rampage. Avenue. I don't know that one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't want to dance. It's a good one. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Nice. I don't know much more about him. I don't know, you know, I mean, yeah. I know he's from Jamaica, right? And other than that, not much more. I like the minimal quality of that mm-hmm. recording, right? And it yeah. really relies so much on his voice, you know? Right. Yeah, it's fun to sing along to if you're a kid that doesn't swear and then you get to sing in, in a righteous what? way what do you in the 90s you, I didn't swear I, I picked that up when I became a father out of curi- <laughs> I was going to say out of curiosity do you have any recommendations for a kid that does swear well listen to this song and then you'll be able to say you killed you know because you, you're a bastard just like Pharaoh you killed the or-, and you'll be able to feel like 
righteous as you're denouncing. I felt it when you said it. The modern day <laughs> pharaoh of Donald Trump or whoever it might be. He's, Oppressing the orphans. We just uh, lost every one of our subscribers. That's right. <laughs> Dwayne just Henderson got, just checked out. Just got By the way, I do need to Did apologize he? to Dwayne because uh, Dwayne's one of the most important musical figures in my life, and I totally messed up one of my Almond Brothers rants. I said Greg, and I meant Dwayne. Dwayne, I'm sorry, man. I owe you better than that. Hmm. Dwayne's the best. You meant you were tra- talking about Dwayne, and you said Greg. Were yeah, talking I was about- talking about the interplay between Dicky Betts, and I said Greg Almond, but I should have said Dwayne Almond and Dwayne Henderson, okay. who's one of my uh, music music <laughs> of people. Okay. Yeah, I got te- confused. Texted with the me and, and set me How straight. How dare you? He said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dwayne, good job setting him straight. Fact checking. Okay, Jason, what's your second pick? All right, I'm going to take a page out of Jordan's book, and I'm going to break a little bit of a rule here. I'm going to tell you what I didn't pick, because I had one <laughs> oh, snap. That, uh, that I was going to pick. I, and got, I, I got a list of those. I still so like I'm it, next. No. but um, I, I decided I want to do a, a different one that we can have a little bit more serious conversation. The one I was going to pick, because I thought it would be fun and a little bit funny, was the uh, theme song to the Transformers cartoon. Mm. It's, a, it's such a good... <laughs> It's such a good yeah. theme song. Like, if you go back and listen to it now, find but the actual... We're going to do a theme song episode. Perfect, perfect. That would, but that's there a quality, is a reggae song that movie. samples that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not my pick. I uh, want to uh, I want to pick something that keys off of a little bit where I what I talked about with my most underrated in the 80s. It's an, it's an SST uh, label band, um, and it's an album that's really important to me uh, personally. It kind of change represented a change in my relationship to music it's a an album i think it's like a all-time great album it's very minimalist they made it for like 1100 bucks um it's the album is 1984's double nickels on the dime by the minutemen Mm. Um, mike watt uh was uh the bass player d boone was the the guitarist and lead singer and the minutemen are kind of this important punk band and they were interesting because attitude-wise, they were all punk. Um, aesthetic, they were kind of punk, but they would make music that kind of broke all the rules. And this is a double album. They made it in response Containing to... 45 songs. Yeah. They made it in response. And, and most of the songs are under two minutes. They made it in response to uh, Husker Du's Zen Arcade, who's also on SST. Um, the There's so much funny things about this. They called it Double Nickels on the Dime because they thought it was so funny that... Um, who's the guy that made... Sammy Hagar made his I Can't Drive 55 album. And they thought it was so funny that his expression of rebellion was, I refuse to drive 55 miles an hour. <laughs> so they named their album. It was like an inside joke amongst them. Like, we're going to drive 55 miles an hour. So double nickels is two fives. It's 55 on the dime. Um, and they're just kind of geniuses. So I could have picked several songs. Like the theme song to Jackass, one that most people know, is Corona from this album. And it's actually a pretty heartfelt song that kind of got, I think, misbranded because of the the TV show is connected to. That's not the one I'm picking, um, but that would be the one most people would recognize from this album. I'm going to pick a song called History Lesson Part 2. There's an F word in the middle of it, so EP. You'll have to figure out how you want to edit it. But this is this really heartfelt, it's almost like um, just a stream of conscious thought of D. Boone. He's not following like necessarily his his lyrics work with the music but it's almost just him talking over it as well 
And he's talking about how music is his life, is his story. The way he talked about music is the way I felt about music. And it was so punk and so cool, even though it doesn't feel like a traditional punk song. It, just, it, it was such a perfect representation to me of how you can be really thoughtful and not follow the rules and be super punk without having to like have a mohawk and safety pins hooked to your clothes. And they were just this cool little group out of San Pedro, California. Okay. History lesson part two by the Minutemen. calmer than I was expecting. <laughs> Do they crank it up in a sec? No. Okay. You can kill it now. So it's this <laughs> thoughtful. It's just D Boone talking about music, mm-hmm. and I freaking loved it. And it's in the middle of this really unique album. It, the, I don't think anything ever existed before or after this album that has captured quite what this did. And this, to me, like you've already figured out, I get really irritated with cheesy, overproduced stuff. And this, no, no kidding. (laughs) This was so perfect of what, like, I feel like rock music should be. It should be this really pure expression. And that's what these guys did. And this album has protest songs. They talk about politics. They talk about gender issues. They talk about issues of race. They talk about what's important to them. And they talk about and it, they kind of weave it through their story and their community's story. And it's all styles of music and no styles of music broke all the rules. And I think it's a super important album. I think everybody should like w- spend time with this album, go through the whole thing. There's everything on it's interesting. Cool. What year's nice. the album? 84, I think. Is that right? Is, wow. are, are the meat puppets on SST? Yeah. Early yeah. on they were. Yeah. So, so this, this is a yeah. tragic story. They, I think, the Minutemen recorded, I think, three albums, and then D. Boone died in a, a van accident. Mm-hmm. And they, um, Mike Watts, a genius, but they kind of a cool resolve. They had a a fan that had sent him a fan letter, and it just said from Ohio, and and they ended up working with him. He became their new lead singer, and they reformed as uh, Firehose, and their first album is called From Ohio. But um, 
Mike Watt has dedicated every album he's made since then in the liner notes dedicated to the memory of D Boone. Just a kind of a sad story, but wow. this this album is incredible. I s- absolutely stand by it. Have you seen? Cool. There's a documentary about the Minutemen. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, can't, I, can't I don't remember the name of it yeah. either. Well, it's good though. We got to move on so yeah, that yeah. people can get out of here. <clears throat> per- okay, person. Last. Uh, Last deep cut here. Mine, uh, this one is not, I don't think anyone would think of this when they think of the 80s, but it uh, it came out in the 80s. John Rutter? Nope. Uh. <clears throat> the, the band is the Gypsy Kings, who were all born in France, but they, uh, they sing in Spanish, uh, Andalusian Spanish, I guess. I, I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know what the difference is. I can't understand any of their songs, but boy, I really like their stuff. Um, my favorite one of theirs is Volare. I'm sure they did not write this. I think this is a very common common song, but uh, their version of it is, is top-notch. And uh, like Jordan said, with his Christopher Cross, if he wants to, if it comes on when he's driving and just puts him in a good mood, this this does the same for me. Maybe Jason will even like this one. I don't know. I'm not as surly as you guys think, all right? Pienso que un sueño parecido no volverá más. Y me pintaba las manos y la cara de azul. Y de provisa el viento rápida me debo. Y me hice volar en el cielo infinito. Wikipedia, the song was written in the late 50s by uh, Franco Miglacci and Domenico Madungo in Italian. Are they singing in Italian, Jordan? You speak Spanish. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Do you understand this? I do not. uh, Maybe they're singing in Italian, too. I don't know. Um, But like I said, I don't understand it. Uh, But... Recorded in the 80s. Yeah. Written in the 50s. Nin- 1989 is when the, this album came out by the Gypsy Kings. Is that song like a standard that gets recorded repeatedly often? Yeah. Well, I assume. There's a few versions floating around. Uh, let's see. If I there's the, recorded the, cover versions, there's a picture of David Bowie in here. Hmm. Covered the song for the 1986 film Absolute Beginners. I know there's a rap pack loungy kind of version of it by somebody. I don't yeah, know there's who. there's a huge section of recorded cover versions of this, so 
Looks yeah. like we'll it call, is. We'll call it a standard. Very popular, yeah. I like uh, Paul McCartney, obviously, uh, looks like he's on here. I, I actually liked the down-tempo part with his, the guitar and kind of his voice. I, I thought it was going to stay ballady. It was cool when it kicked in, but mm-hmm. you know I'm a sucker for those those ballads. Yeah. Yeah, Dean this, Martin does a version this of has, This has a little both in it. Yeah. I love the harmonies on here. Yeah. I love all the, the acoustic guitars. This one's a fun one to play. Fun one to sing along to and try to make the same sounds they're making. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> I the words. Those, I think those sounds yeah. are called words. Yeah, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I like the song. I like a, a lot of their other songs, too. So check them right. out. The Gypsy Kings. Nice. All right. There you go. So are we doing... Uh, are we doing the uh, Name That Tune with Steve here? Yes. Does Steve have to yeah. go before no, the No, Steve's got to be here for this. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, man, my parents had so many of these albums around. You can oh, find man. them at every Desiree Industries in Utah right now <laughs> yeah. if you need to, oh, if you need to pick them up again. Welcome back to I, the 1980s edition of Name That Tune. Oh, boy. Uh, we have changed the rules a little bit from last time. Uh... We're taking Jason's suggestion and going to 100 points. <laughs> First one to 100. We'll be crowned the winner. So everybody settle in, find a comfy chair. No, we're going to seven points. One point, but you got to name both the song and the artist. And minus one point if you get it wrong. Oh, it is minus one if you get it wrong now. Yeah. You've given us like seven versions of the rules. Do you not want it to be minus one if you get it wrong? I think it should be minus one, but I, I still like the one for each, personally. <laughs> But still only go to seven? So Yeah, because last time... So you time, only have to get three I say and keep a half the right. same exact rules as we had last time, but just go to seven. Because last time we went to 15 and it took us like 45 minutes. We could split it. Rick's is going to clean up on us anyway. You want to go to, no. you wanna go to also, 10? We go to 10. Just so oh. you know, there are very few deep cuts in this one. Oh, boy. This is, I'm sticking with the hits. Lightning round. Yeah. Lightning round. You want to put see, us at are 10? Are you starting? So one point each, go to 10. Okay, let's do it. All right. Let's okay. Do it. Bring it. Here we go. Zero, zero, zero. First song. A buzzer with no answers, a minus point, right? Yep. Oh, boy. Once they buzz in, you got five seconds to say it. Well, we know Talking Heads, Road to Nowhere. You got it. I knew this uh, was By happen. listener request, people are wanting to hear a little more of the song, so I will play a little bit more of it. You got it, Steve. So, one point. First on the board. That was like, he had like one and a half seconds of that song, and it was boom. He knows it. He's a wow. it. Did he mention hey, he has a PhD? He has a PhD in knowing 80s sound. PhD in 80s music. My heart's racing. I didn't get too much caffeine right. so far. Dang it. Next song, number two. You guys ready? Least Oh, who's got it, George? I got it. Celebrate, cool in the gang. Yep. Nice celebration. Celebration, but I'll celebration. give it to you. I'll give oh, it to come you. on. Oh, yeah. Celebration. Nice. Let's you hear beat a little me. bit more of that while I put the score in. Okay. So good. Two people with one point. Jason, maybe you can get in on this. <laughs> Here we go. Song number three. You got to clear it. You got to clear it, Brando. Stop. Oh, Steve again. 
Pixies, where's my mind? That's it. Uh, That's the one. Uh, wow. <laughs> Jason's done. <laughs> Jason, you won last time. Well, you got, you're still in this. You can't pick the Pixies. Well, you can, but... This is such a good song. Okay. Song number three... Oops. Steve knows that one, too. Bruce Springsteen, Hungry Heart. Yes. Mm. This Mm. is so stupid. In my head, I was like, like, is that the Bengals? I don't know them in point one second. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a Barry Sachs on this. Wow. Yeah. The E Street Band. I feel like I'm playing against Ken Jennings in Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. This is a Ken Jennings. He's here to humble us. We've been getting too too arrogant in our pod. That's that's been the audience feedback that Brandon hasn't shared with us. So he brought Steve on to humble us. No. Like, I don't like Jason's smug attitude. Five. This has played for a record of four seconds already. Whoa. All the guys at Payson High School are shaking their heads at you right now. They all know it. Amarillo by morning. Oh, my heck. Up from San Antonio. Nobody. I thought Jason, this yeah. is your this has gotta be your dad's. Yeah. This wasn't playing in your house? It probably was. I was wearing, yeah, head, I I was wearing headphones listening to Depeche Mode while it was playing. <laughs> I don't go deep with the country. <laughs> is it called Amarillo yeah. by Sun, Sunday? Amarillo by Morning. By Morning? By George Strait. Okay. Ah, it's a, George it's a damn Strait. shame he didn't yeah, hit your it. buzzer. Yeah. Zero points. Well, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Yeah, I don't Strait. know. I can't place the voices. Yeah, hmm. that's that's what happens when this you teach is, a patient. I, I I've got a guessed, whole playlist of stuff like that now for my I outdoor video class. I could have guessed Steve Ricks' blind spot would have, if you asked me, what's his blind spot for 80s? I would have been able to say, country, 80s country the same would as most uh, definitely spots, be his Absolutely. Spot. Okay, um, uh, next up, I'm going to skip to the middle of this one. Number six, ooh. here we go. Sounds like the Muppets. Oh, shoot. I know this. Is that Beaker from the Muppets? <laughs> shoot. Uh, I think I might. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have done that. Jordan. I, I think you should have. Is it Neil Young? Yes. And Transformer? Transformer Man, you got yes. it. Wow! Yeah, well done. From the album Trans, yeah, nineteen eighty-two. Had to be for that yeah. album. That was that was close. Do you That's know what's crazy about this? We were talking spot. about Neil Dang. Young a month or so ago, yeah. and you guys mentioned the album. I went home and listened to it that day, <laughs> and this is the song that I was like, yeah. "What the heck is this?" <laughs> so when you put it on, I was like. I feel like I've heard this recently, but oh, at the same time, that was, like, good, I've never that was heard good it. deductive reasoning. You realize yeah. with Brandon, that's exactly what yeah, it was going to yeah. be. <laughs> nice. 
Brian Watts is like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on. It's you a classic. You idiots. <laughs> you idiots. Okay, song number seven. Oh, boy. Wait, you got to... I'm getting tripped up. Ah! Dang. Steve Ricks. Hall and Oates, you make me feel brand new? No. No. That's not the name of the song. It's not huh? the name of the song. Is... Anyone for the steal? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, shoot. I'll give you a couple more seconds of it. What I got? Oh my gosh. Such a good song. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not playing it until yeah. they. I don't say think. It. I don't think we should get points for it. You make my dreams. Oh, you make my dreams come true. Ooh, what yeah. the heck am I yeah. saying? So should we say Steve gets my... one point? No, he gets zero. Zero. Points. zero. Well, zero. Do I lose oh, a point? Right. You don't lose a point. Okay. You lost the point that you got, which oh, works out to you be lost zero. The opportunity to get one point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your so have been taken away right now. Steve's got three. Jordan's got two. Jason at. Zero. Wow. That was a miss. That was a miss. Come on. Get ready to hit that, Jason. Oh, okay. okay. I'll get, get ready, ready to hit this. Yeah. Jordan's going to steal it from you. Oh, you got it. Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. No. Wait, 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 wait. No, what? it's not it. Okay, wait. Shoot. Oh, oh, shoot. Steve oh, I'll be very happy to steal this from Jordan. Yeah. Sailing by Christopher Cross. That's the one. That's it. <laughs> I, I feel very ashamed now. <laughs> right, right when you buzzed it, I'm like, what was I thinking? So, oh, Jordan, sorry, Jordan, you I lose couldn't the point. get it. At this point, still, I couldn't get it. <laughs> oh, so nice. It Keep is going. so good. I still it couldn't so get it. <laughs> Just sitting on my yacht on the. Over here. Wait, on eat, the a, eat a cookie. On the deck. Oh, my goodness. Oh, There's wow. that cherubic voice. <laughs> <laughs> Angel boy. <laughs> okay. Angel boy. Song oh. number nine. Oh, Are you ready? Whatever. I think I know the artist, but I can't name the song yet. Let's see. Hey. Yes, Steve Ricks. I know it's Iron Maiden, but Master of mm-hmm. Puppets. That would be a Metallica song. Oh, duh. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know say it's Iron master, Maiden. Say Master of Reality. Ma- <laughs> Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> master of Your Own Domain. <laughs> ah, Seinfeld. Dang it. Um. Yeah, it I is can't. Iron Maiden. I keep going. Keep Jack's going. been okay. listening to this, but I don't know it. I don't think these guitar riffs are going to tell you the name if you don't know it. Oh. You'll take my life, but I'll take yours too! Something about soldier? Some kind of soldier? Well, you're close. Soldier of Fortune? Uh, that was the A-Team theme song, dead, the Soldiers <laughs> of Fortune. <laughs> the Dead Soldier? Adam. Nothing. Nothing. The Trooper by the Iron Maiden. The Trooper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we should go to seven. 
all. Well, Steve's at, what, four? Steve's at four, Jordan's at one. Wait, how did I miss the no, point? No, Jordan has you two. You said Michael Jackson you instead got of lost. Christopher Michael Cross. Jackson, I thought you, I know, I thought no, you, got, points. you lost a point. That was your rule that you picked from yeah. the beginning, buddy. <laughs> but I thought we said we weren't Song number points. ten. <laughs> oh, come on. Jason got one. <laughs> yeah, is it you two? Yes. Uh, what's it called? In the name of love? Yes. Thank you. What's the word that comes before the parentheses? Um, <laughs> I'm not saying. Uh, I don't know. I know. <laughs> give him the point. Give him the I'll point. Give, give it, it to you. Know you what? need it. You, G- need you know it. what? I don't Pride. want your pity point. Give the damn point to, to Steve. I say it stop in the name hey, of love. Dr. Steve. <laughs> it's Dr. Steve. Pride yes. in the name of love. Okay. You, know, right. you want to know Jason the sad, it. The sad irony it. in all this? The okay. only damn point I got was because of a U2 song. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, you don't even... That's Is worse. So we got a U2 were, hater here? Maybe Come they on. were the decade champ after all. Okay, <laughs> oh. <laughs> number 11. Oh, crap! He beat oh, me to crap. it! Jason. I can't remember the song name. What is it? It's George Michael Wham. Um, I don't know the song. Jordan's name. dad would know it. He would because he made him listen to it. <laughs> Urology? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... You can still try with the song name once you get it. I don't know the song name. Is this one a deep track from them? <laughs> Apparently. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew it was Wham! immediately, but now I cannot I come up with the I name of the song. song. I'm okay. just like, ah. Oh. It's called Freedom. Oh, really? I don't want your freedom. Oh, that's right. Oh, I, I, know not, the I didn't even listen to verse. that song. I, I didn't know that, that. I just knew it was Wham! Oh, man. It's a, it's a good song. Well done. Well done. So since no one got it, I get the point, right? Thank you. <laughs> All right, I've got two. What do the rest of you have? Freedom. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I just said it. I don't think you heard me. I just said it. I have two. All right, one to one to four. Oh man, song number twelve. Jeez. Oh, Steve Riggs, Paul Simon. You can call me Al. That's it. Starring Chevy Chase. Starring Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, yeah. this had a very, very this clever. My, my, lots of stars in the my, video. My least favorite Paul Simon song. Yeah, my yeah. least, a, it's my least favorite. Fan. It's corny. Yeah, it's my least favorite. And I like Chevy Chase and I like Paul Simon, but to me, it's that video and that song was the culmination of things, uh, several things I didn't like about yeah. people yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and things I like. It's like the, the, the we played it in band too a lot, and it was I just didn't like it. Like I didn't like the title of it. The I don't know why. But yeah, okay, I, like yeah, Paul I think we are going to have to go to seven points. You guys are still both at one. Yeah, come on, turkeys. All right, come on. You, you would turkeys. have more reset, points reset. If, if Steve wasn't here. You would have more points. That's true. He's mm. just so fast. He's very quick. Okay, number thirteen. Oh come on. Smith's Smith's This uh-huh. Charming Man. That's the one. That's the one. I, I posted that song this week. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten that. Great opening. Uh, okay. Did he win yet? Nope. He's uh, got six points. This could be the game point. Game point, Here we Steve. Go. Wow. 
Steve Ricks. John Lennon, woman. That's it. Whoa. See, I've got, I want to file an official complaint. <laughs> so with this new buzzer system, here's the thing that happened every dang time. What? You didn't push yours no, soon enough? No, he would hit it. And you wouldn't pay attention, and then you would play an extra, like, two seconds of the song Ooh, while his buzzer oh, is sitting there lit up. And then you look up, oh, and he, so he oh, got, Jesus just got accustomed to, you're embarrassing yourself. He just, just got, got accustomed to hitting it <laughs> and getting extra time. Having figured that out, you could have done the same thing. You could thing. have beat him. I could have, but my integrity <laughs> wouldn't allow me to. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, wow. you, you uncovered my, Good job, Steve. my secret. Steve Ricks. Guys, the 80s I, master. I lucked out, you know, I'm older. Brandon picked tunes I know, except the George Strait. Uh, yeah. It, it happens. It happens. What a horrible victory speech. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for letting me be part but of this. You guys, you guys are up right now. Should we... Uh, nope. Tiebreaker. No, tiebreaker. I don't want to do any more. Tiebreaker for a second. I think, I think, I think Jordan and I are content. Sudden death. Jordan, sudden death. Jordan and I are content to What's be equally crappy. I mean, just... Ins- I thought you meant, like, we're going to go to seven now. No, just one, That'll take another hour. One more song. I mean, I'll do one more song. You can have it if you want. Okay. I don't think I can... Meet One you. more song. Here we I go. Know. I don't know. Just, just Jordan and Jason. <clears throat> For the loser. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, it's Prince. And it is. Um, hold on, I can. Do hear you need it. me to give you one more second before? No, I no, pause no, it? no, no. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> there, now um, you know. I didn't listen. I oh. took my headset off. It's uh, brothers and sisters. We are gathered here together to celebrate. Uh, it's. Uh, oh my gosh. Let's go crazy, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So I guess we split. We're, just We're still tied. You're tied. <laughs> supposed to tie breaking. <laughs> okay. Give him another one. We'll Give him another one. Tie Give him another Here one. Here we go. Hey, you got to reset it. Reset it, Brandon. I was wait. My <laughs> sorry, it's the Beastie it. Boys. Hey, ladies. <laughs> I'm there. That's my favorite Beastie Boys album. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is easy. Finally. Jordan buzzed first. I see yellow there, and then it yellow goes away and pink lights up. I I can see right there. My buzzer's lit up. Okay, this is like. Jordan buzzed in first. Conspiracy theory. The Democratic National Convention is conspiring against me. All right. I've shared my emails. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, (laughs) Next week, we'll have our best of the 90s. And uh, hey, we've, we've got could, some fan mail. That I was going to say, were you going to acknowledge that there's a that we got a fan? We got a fan mail. Fan we're super, mail we're super pumped about okay, it. Let's uh, let's read this, and and we'll tackle the topic next time. Um, hello. Some of you may remember me from our PhD, PHS days as Carrie R. To yeah. preserve her anonymity. Absolutely. Or is that too obvious? As C. Russin. <laughs> no, that's, that's worse. Oh, okay. Um, C.R. Okay. There we go. There you go. Good. Um, da, 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 da. My husband and I have been debating a question that I posed to you because I think it's interesting. Whether you love or slightly dislike, in Jason's case, the Beatles... You don't I, even dislike them. Do I you? like the yeah. Beatles. I just don't love them as much as everybody yeah. else does. Uh, you can't deny the impact they've had on music and their insane popularity. The question, what would you consider to be the most influential American rock group similar to the Beatles? Is there one? 
So we're not going to answer that now. We're going right. to answer that at future pod. But we yeah. are super pumped that we got fan mail. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't been able to sleep. I've been so excited. <laughs> the other part of her email you yada yada yadded over was her complaint that we didn't go into. We didn't play any Credence or Crosby, Stills and Nash. Mm. So maybe maybe we'll we'll play a little Credence one of these days. For, for the to reward maybe, the family. Maybe that's why we didn't play them because we were anticipating such a question. Maybe such an Credence episode, is the American Beatles. Yeah, probably we not. Definitely it. not. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, stay tuned. Maybe we can tackle that along with the '90s, or does that need to be its own episode? Probably we'll, its own. Well, I think that's. Eh, we'll see. We'll play we'll it by how hair. long it is. We'll yeah. But uh, thank you, Carrie R, for for the question. If any of our other listeners want to want to. Send their input. Maybe you've got some thoughts on on the question. Um, oh, P.S. I have fond memories of Jason in high school with his uh, bleach blonde tips and his mullet. <laughs> that's, that's, none of that's true. Why do people don't have fond that was memories Brandon's of me? Addendum. <laughs> I never had that hair. I kind of did have a mullet in like sixth Frosted grade-ish. tips. Didn't you ever do the no, tips? Never did that. No, nope. you didn't need to. His hair was your hair was already blonde. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Nice try, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Frosted tips will Thanks, figure uh, prominently in our early two thousands. And we have been your servants this uh this morning and hoping you will also let the music be your master. Amen. <laughs>